choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. All right, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Thanks for Asking, episode 8. I'm Suave, at Sincerely Suave. Kels at KMGZ. And let's go. This is it, episode 8. Um, We're going to start with, what we going to start with? Um, before I forget, so, you know, we did the, we did the episode last week from, from, uh, Miami from Sweet Heat, but I think we, we did that on Saturday, right? Yeah. So, I, y'all hadn't, <laughs> y'all didn't get the lowdown on the Saturday night events, which I attended, so, gotta talk about that, cause I, I forgot to tell you about it until somebody, it was funny, what made me think of it, somebody else was at Sweet Heat, it had to be, cause I, and they posted a Vine on Twitter, and I was like, oh, yes, how I would be bereft in my duties if I did not, if I did not talk about this, so, Saturday night, it was two events, it was the white party, and then before the white party, it was King of Diamonds, where they had taken over King of Diamonds, this famous Miami strip club that Khaled and all them be talking about, so we go, and I wanted to go, like, I really wanted to go to that, and I was like, yo, I want to see what this King of Diamonds is. Was it your first time there? yeah. I, okay. Yeah, only strip clubs I've ever been in, like, were the ones in Vegas. Which okay. brings me to my point. I was a little disappointed in King of Diamonds. Not, not, it wasn't trash, but, like, if you've been to strip clubs in Vegas, they're, like, super plush, super laid out, super nice. And I thought King of Diamonds was going to be like that. I'm like, all these rich niggas up in here, everybody talking about it. it must be one of them fancy joints. It was not. I mean, it wasn't trash. It was, you know, it was really big. But it was, like, you, you ever know how, like, you go over somebody's grandma's house and you could tell, like, the last time their grandma updated it was like 1977, so right. all, that's how it was like, it was like very, I was like, uh, the roof was painted pink, it was just <laughs> tacky, tacky is the word that, that I'm looking for, it was very tacky, but it it's wasn't, a ratchet place. yeah, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't like you go in there, it wasn't like these hood strip joints where you go in there and you're like, oh shit, I might, you know, let me just, it wasn't like that, but it was just tacky, like the decor, the carpet was ugly, the seats didn't match the carpet, the roof was painted pink, I don't know whose idea that was, um, it just was tacky, but, so we get in there, and I had never been there, so I know, I know about the big poles, and I know about them crawling up the poles, or swinging from the ceiling, and all that, they was doing all that, so I was like, okay, yeah, and it was really big, like, huge place, like, and that shit is massive. That's what got me. I was just like, yo, this shit is huge. Yes, yeah, massive, which I didn't mind because I'm like, oh, you know, last thing you want to be is in a strip club with niggas stepping all on your shoes and, right. you know, y'all elbow to elbow. So it was cool for that. They had the chairs. They had the lounges. So we get in there. And um, it's still early in the day. So I'm sure, like, they top, whoever they top main attractions are, hadn't, wasn't coming out yet because it was like, it was like from six to nine, I believe. So early shift, right? I, I assume. But, I mean, they were, you know, they was cool. They was up there. This place was full of lesbians. There was still some dudes in there. And it was, like, these people sitting on the stage. I don't know who they were. I don't know if you could just come in and get there early and sit on the stage or if you got to reserve the stage. I don't know. But it was a group of people on the stage. It was, like, four or five dudes in, in that group. It was some gay dudes in there. It was, But it was mainly all the dykes in there. So, yeah. um, so we get in there. And, you know, they had, you know how they had the three stages, the two on the side and one in the middle? So, mm-hmm. 
caught walking the door that it was only they didn't have the two out yet, it was just the one in the middle. All these like now I feel the same way about strip clubs as I do about gambling. I ain't spending my money. Right? <laughs> like I'm not I'll sit in the back. I appreciate what you're doing. I ain't judging you at all. But I ain't you ain't getting my heart hard on dollars. I ain't got it like that. You ain't gonna see me at the front of the stage flipping up no bills. I came in here with twenty five dollars. Exactly. I'm planning on spending my ten dollars, and I'm gonna leave with the change, and I'm not spending no more money. So we was in the back. So you know I'm watching it. So all these dykes, most of them studs, looking like one of the members of Migos. Pick any one, <laughs> and it would be one that you could say yeah, or or rich homie Quan or Young Thug. Like every dyke in there that was a stud, I swear it looked like one of them. One of them. Somebody from Atlanta. Right, somebody from Atlanta in a rap. They don't have to do us like this. <laughs> Look, I'm saying it was Migos, it was young Rich Homie Quan, it was Young Thugs, it was a few futures in there. Whatever. All I saw was dreads and yarn braids. And very a, a couple of fades, but mainly just dreads and yarn braids. And um yeah. That was about it. I will, not a lot of not a lot of sagging though. People done got out of that. Most people had their pants, you know, up, so it wasn't too much of that. Not a lot of. I saw a few snapbacks, but not that many. Um, but so they on the stage, they got money in their hand. I don't know. I don't know nobody pockets, but for a while it looked like ones to me. They look like twenties or tens or nothing like that. Look like ones, and they throw them on the girls. So whatever, I'm watching this, and they, you know, whatever up there just. Doing the most, but you had a strip club, so I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Um, so then, so we watching, and I'm watching the girls climb up, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're climbing the pole. But I had so many concerns, because, <laughs> listen, I had, I had so many concerns. I just had a list of questions and concerns <laughs> and things that I needed answers for. Because, so, you know, the girls come out, whatever come out, they come out, they clean the pole. Quote fingers, clean the pole. Now, if it was me, which it would have never been, but if it was me stripping, and the neck, the, 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 I come out after somebody else then slid they greasy butt all up and down the pole, I'm going to have me a bucket with some hot water and a little bit of bleach. Not a whole lot, but, you know, a little bit, a little sudden, a little soap, a little, little bit of suds. And I'm putting my rag in there, the hot water, and I'm, and I'm soaping up that pole. The pole will have soap, like visible suds. I'm going to clean that off on the first run. Then I'm put that rag in. I'm gonna wring it out. Then I'm gonna have my second bucket with the clear water, and I put the rag in that, and you know, get the suds off, and then the third rag to dry it. Now I know it's clean. That's that's just what I'm doing. These hoes coming out with like a little paper towel, maybe some Windex. I don't know what it was. Something in the spray bottle, and like, nigga, I clean my bathroom mirror more thoroughly than they was cleaning this pole. Like you can, you know, it's season, huh? I guess they got to keep it seasoned. Seasoned with chlamydia. Fuck that. And you know how you can tell when somebody, you know, if you take a dry paper towel and you rub something, the the paper towel don't move like when it's something wet. Like, you know, it's friction. So I could tell that they was not really wiping the poles. I'm like, that that towel is dry. It's not moving. It's just a dry towel. It's probably, you know, whatever. But whatever. So that was my first concern. I was like, they not really cleaning that pole. But they, that's what they was doing, they get on the pole. So they sliding up and down the pole, blah, 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 blah. So then, you know, people could jump on stage. Or I, I wasn't really sure how it worked, because it was like people, you know how you had a step to go up to the stage? And I was like, do you have to reserve to get on the stage? Or can you just run over there and get on the stage? Because it seemed like you could just run over there 
and get on the stage with the girl and throw the money. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. That's how it's always looked to me or appeared to have been. You can just get up there. Right, which I find strange. but Depending on who it is. I think if it's like some high profile, then they, they got the people out. But. Yeah, and that's the thing that was confusing me because the DJ kept saying you can't touch the girls. But they was touching the girls. They was touching the girl. I'm like, okay, getting behind a girl and, and, and was it hunching on her with your crotch? That's not touching the girl? Because that's what they was doing. Yeah, it's weird down south. I don't, you know, in New York, you can touch the girls. Well, yeah, depending on the club, you can touch the girls. But I, most of the clubs I've been at, they usually, you can't touch the girls. That's you what said I, you can't? Or you can't. Can. Most of the ones I've been in, but I, again, I ain't been in a lot of strip clubs. Most of the ones I have, you can't touch the girls. Meaning, you can't slap their ass, you can't grab their titties, you can't do none of that. And you can't be like, whatever the girl wants to do, you just got to go with it. Like, you can't just pick the girl up and throw her down and start hunching. Like, you can't do that. But, it's always her show. Right. But it seemed like, to me, they was touching the girls. I don't know. But the strippers weren't saying nothing. So, we watching this, we watching this, we watching this. Then, to the right, here comes, up on the stage, Becky from accounting. This is Uh-oh. what I'm calling it. Some white girl. Becky Uh-oh. from accounting. It was like, it was like, a, it was mainly, you know, it was a mainly colored event, but it was some sprinkling of white girls there. Becky from accounting was one. Becky from accounting gets on this stage and bro, I don't know if she had just got out of jail, if she was on parole, if she had just never been nowhere. Becky from accounting has the money in her hands. Uh-huh. She shoots like maybe two or three bills on this, this girl. And then Becky from accounting goes down on the strip. Just, Wait, what? Yeah, you heard me. Goes down on nah, the stripper. Nah. <laughs> on the stage. So when I first see her, I'm like, okay, she's just gonna mimic. No. And even more shocking, the stripper allowed it. Because when she first started doing it, you know, the stripper was laughing. And then when Becky really started to do it, the stripper backed up a half a step. But then she just put her leg up and was like, oh, well, go ahead. And I was like, first of all, this girl's sweating. She done been sliding up and down this pole. Before, it was so many levels. Before that, you don't know this girl from Adam. She's a stripper. Not saying she got to be dirty and all that, but, I mean, you know, she's a stripper. You don't know what it is. It could be from hell to high water and anywhere in between for all you know. She's sweaty. She's been sliding on this pole, which was not properly cleaned, as I mentioned prior, in the first place. So, and the third thing is, I was just thinking, like, who Becky come here with? Because if Becky came here with me, Becky not going home with me. Because after you did that, you got stripper pussy juice on your mouth. You ain't go to the bathroom. You ain't, you, how you going to get that off your mouth? How you going to get that off your you, you ain't home. You can't get up. You can't gargle. You just walking around with stripper pussy juice on your mouth. You ain't yo, get, that's crazy as hell. Like, she, yo, was this a full session? Was she just standing there? Just I, it was full. It was full enough. She put her mouth on her privates. I mean, two seconds, five minutes is too long. At all, it's too long. That's crazy. I was like, ugh, ugh. I mean, and the stripper ain't give a fuck. I mean, I personally been like, nah, Becky, but I guess she was like, well, I don't give a fuck. And I mean, I seen, I seen like the show on HBO where the dudes do that, which I also think is disgusting. But I was just like, who is Becky's friends? Who came here with Becky? Who brought Becky here? You're not riding in my car, Becky. you not, we not, you, ugh. Can't nobody come and get Becky up off the stage? No. 
No, they was throwing the dollar. I was like, this is this is some fucking bullshit. So I just was like, I don't know. I walked off somewhere. I was like, I bet you don't have no friends. Because I would have been like, the fuck are you doing? Yes. And I forgot. It was so bad that I blanked it out. And I only remembered it because dude posted it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell him about that. I was like, I got to tell him about that. It was first thing when I went last week. He we went to they had like amateur night, and so it was some sweet heat ladies there, and they was giving out Birdman's little nasty vodka. <laughs> so these girls got up there and took all their clothes off, and they was they was probably like me and your size put together. <laughs> oh, hell no! <laughs> and we was just like, oh my gosh, what the hell! And it was on a flight night too. So we had gotten there early, so I was watching the fight. Everybody else, you know, they was just lounging. So after they cut the music back on, and that was the first fucking thing, and we were just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell?" And I was, I was smacked that night. So like, I wound up in the section with these two girls. Then they tried to play me, right? So they were like, "You here with somebody?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm here with my girl." They were like, "Oh, you can't come in our section." I was like, "I don't want your little nasty." <laughs> I'm telling you, these films, I don't know. Somebody got them somebody got them gas with 97 octane because they swear they are just the, the sun and the moon. And I'll be like, sis, I'm good. Your yarn is falling out of your braid. You might want to tend to that because I'm good. And your fishnet uh serapi wrap, whatever that shit you got on, and you like, oh my god. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I wanna go, I wanna go on like one of those infamous nights. Like the very first night that I went, um, there. I was just it was it was a it was a shock to me because it was so big and it was it was a good night. We went at like two in the morning, three o'clock. It was yeah. late. Yeah. Then we got there. And so by that time I was already on ten. So yeah. I just walked in and everything was just new. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the feeling I got. Because like, as we left, because we had to go to the other part, we left is around around nine. And you can see it's starting and more people were starting to come in. It wasn't just the sweet heat people. And I could tell, like, okay, probably about eleven to twelve is when it really starts to get going. So I, I peeped that, but I was good. I was just like, yo, lesbian, somebody's I mean, whatever. Do what you gotta do, but some of y'all just be doing the most. Like No, fuck all that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Hi, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. What's your name before I'm on your Gucci lips? That's not <laughs> how this goes. No. Fucking no. That's disgusting. And like my friends were not allowed. Somebody would have came up there and said, "All right, nigga, it's time to go." That's right. That's what I said. Becky, you better put that. I was like, Becky, are you are you here alone? Do you have friends? But I feel like those are her friends on the stage dancing around. It looked like you know you. It's gonna sound fucked up, but you know you watch those old movies like like Quest for Fire, like them old movies with cavemen and how they be dancing around the fire, just looking ridiculous when they first light the fire. <laughs> That's how they look. Like the stripper was the fire. And they was just like, oh, they look so ridiculous. I was like, what Maybe is happening? Maybe she knew her. No, she didn't know her. I can tell she didn't know her by the way the stripper reacted. Because the stripper backed up like, okay, well, fuck it. I I can't catch nothing like this. So, hey, whatever. And I just feel like they wasn't throwing enough money to even justify that. Like, those was ones. Like, I ain't counting nobody's pockets, but I'm pretty sure those was not no 20s. I know there wasn't no 100. I'm pretty sure those was ones, maybe some fives. They wasn't throwing enough money to justify all that they was doing. But I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 
I just was, I was like, wow. Ooh, she's on. Um, but other than that, it was cool. The drinks was a lot cheaper. You know, we walked around, but it was just, I don't know. It, 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 it tended very, trended, I should say, very urban. Like, every now and then, you spot a white girl. But it was trended very, and I want to say, no offense, it trended, I, I want to say, southern urban. Like, I could just tell a lot of them was from down south or selfish, like, I, you, you could tell, you know, New York niggas, we, you could just tell how we dress, how we look, I saw a couple, I could tell a lot was from Atlanta, but I can recognize Atlanta niggas too, because most of them had on the jerseys, a lot of them, they had on jerseys, so I was like, Atlanta, plus you could just tell, like, they, you know, they didn't look as country, or as, as where the fuck you from, as some of the other people, like, you could just tell the Atlanta people, but for the most part, I was like, I don't know where these niggas is from, but probably somewhere near, here, near Florida, or close by um so then we go to the white party which was better than i thought like when we went in we went into one room we went in this one room and you know it was a bar in there we're standing around everybody was in white most people was in white it was a few people that just did not follow instructions at all and was just in there and whatever but for the most part people was in white but then we walked, I was like, let's walk around. We walked through and out the back, and it was like a huge expanse in the back with a DJ and another DJ, and they had food trucks and everything. And I was like, oh, okay. So Where I was, did they have the white party at? Uh, some club. I forgot the name of it. It was back in Miami. It wasn't on the beach. Okay. Some club, like, it had some letters. Ian's, I don't know, one, some club. But they had food trucks, and I was like, oh, wow, I was like, I don't know about food trucks at a white party, but they had them, and it was, like, a lot of space, and the DJ was out there, and, you know, they was doing the line dances, it was this one, another Becky, I spied a white girl, she was fucking up the wobble, which I wasn't laughing too hard, because I can't wobble either, and I can't really do the line dances, but you don't catch me in the line trying to do them, because I know I can't do them, so she was in there, she was messing up, they turning right, she turning left, they going forward, she going backwards, you know, but God bless her heart, bless her heart. She was out there. They just be having a good time. Man. Yeah, right. They don't care. So I was like, bless your heart, girl. But she was fucking that wobble up. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was doing the bobble. Like y'all know, she was doing another dance. Like the white privilege. I don't know what she was doing, but that shit was the white privilege. <laughs> that shit was not the wobble. But I was like, bless your heart, Becky. Um. Yeah, and that's where I saw all the Migos when I went out the back. And it was a D. The DJ was from New York. I forgot her name. She was pulling people on the stage. Um, you know, some more shenanigans occurred, but whatever. It was cool. We didn't stay too long. I didn't plan on staying too long. I just wanted to go, but we stayed a good while. It was it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be initially that warm room, and I was gonna be like, uh, because that room had no windows or nothing. When we went outside, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is dope. So. That was the white party. So that's my sweet heat day, too. I had to tell y'all about King of Diamonds. I was like, I if I would be bereft if I did not tell y'all about Becky from accounting because I was shocked and appalled. And I was like, oh, my God. And she going to ride all the way back to wherever they came from. She ain't got no Listerine. She ain't got no floss. She ain't going to go rinse her mouth out in the bathroom. I, I just know she ain't. So she just riding back with y'all with fucking stripper <laughs> vaginal secretions on her mouth. Not in my car. No, you better call an Uber. It's probably all on her upper lip. Yeah, her. man, her nose, like, oh, God, are you for real? Ugh. Maybe she had that shit on her bucket list. I don't know. <laughs> it ain't on mine. It is not on mine. It's not on none of my lists. It's on the list of things I have questions about. 
Like, what the fuck are you doing, chick? Yeah, so that hey, was, I ain't judging nobody that sleeps with slippers, uh, strippers either, but I just... No, nah, I mean, look, for all I know... You're not about to do this at your job, on your stage. No, that's not... I'm not put. Listen, I'm not putting... I don't even know your name. No, I'm no. Right. We gotta go at least have a dinner or something. Like, nah. I don't know your hygiene habits. Right. I don't even know if you drink water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you drink water? Do you eat pineapple slices? Like, do you smoke cigarettes? Because, ugh, that's ugh, that's disgusting, man. You smoke cigarettes? It's like, ugh, no, 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 no. Ugh. I might smoke a cigarette here and there. Um. fingers. Let me tell you something. You know how people that smoke cigarettes smell? It gets in your pores. It gets in your organs. It gets in your whole body. Your whole body tastes and smell like that. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah, so. It's a nasty habit to have. Ugh. Yeah, so that that was that was, that was day two uh, a sweet heat. So there y'all go. So. And, uh, I was at B-Sides. I'm sure y'all heard about oh, it. Yeah. Shit was crazy, man. Yeah. Absolutely bananas. Yeah, it looked dope through the stream. So I was like, yo, if it looked this dope through the stream, I can imagine it was it was real good being there. And everybody That's was there. And, like, I had, um, I was with my boy, and it was, like, two Atlanta dudes. I think they were from Atlanta behind me. So when Jeezy came out, nigga, we went insane. <laughs> we went sick. He let Jeezy do uh, who that, man. Mm-hmm. He lost it. Yeah. We had that whole section turn. Yeah, that's how it was when Philly came out. When Beans and them came out, I was like, oh, we brought out Philly. Because, listen, man, The Rock, man, the ending of The Rock was a tragedy, man. Because them niggas, you put a rock set on right now, that shit goes. That was, like, that was powerful just to be there and watch that happen. Like, the whole energy shifted. Like, we was all rocking and everything, but then Bleak came out. We was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Then, like, we just seen the whole line of it. We was like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I keep saying they should do a love and hip hop Philly because like all them dudes are still there. Beans, um, Chris and Neat, all the, all that all them Philly dudes that's that had that going, that had that popping, they still there. I'm like, man, huh? That would be good. Yeah, I'm like, man, they should, and, and it's not just them. It's all, I mean, look at look at all the artists that come from Philly, Jill. I mean, it's a lot of, and even the ones that don't come, like Erica Badu, a lot of them ran through the Philly scene. So it's like, yo. That's what I be trying to tell. You know, I live in New York, and I love New York cats, but these motherfuckers be getting a little uppity, and I be like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all really don't want to go blow for blow, because, yeah, y'all got y'all got hip-hop, but Philly has shut y'all shit down, because we got hip-hop, and we got soul, and we got... Our shit go back decades, so, you know, yeah. we can go... We, yeah, we can go We can go tit for tat on who's from who and where and came through where, so just chill out, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to... I ain't trying to dish y'all, but they, they be trying to sun us. And I be like, nah, ain't no sunning over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't no sunning over here. We Philly niggas throw hands and, and, and we, 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 our, our fucking list is long. So y'all just chill out, you know? I feel like New York is, like, they only, they like, they want to claim the music scene at all times. Yeah. Just, and it's like, goes. nah, I mean, we give y'all props. Hip-hop, for sure. The shit started in the Bronx, Queens. Y'all had y'all run. But, I mean, y'all talking about 30 years ago. And, you know, right now... I mean, you got Fetty Wap, who's really from Jersey. And I mean, and nobody's taking that away from y'all. Y'all started hip-hop, no doubt. But yeah, y'all be trying to claim all kind of shit. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. Half them samples that y'all be using, that's Philly shit. That's Philly sound. So don't, don't you know, don't get it fucked up. Or Chicago, or, you know. It's a, it's, 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 
I just Atlanta that they love. Yeah, them. like I just be feel like I don't I don't get all my Philly shit every now and then, but I do with that because they be like, oh y'all y'all our little brother. We ain't no little shit, son. We ain't no little shit. You can check our resume <laughs> any day. <laughs> we ain't no little shit. Not on this music shit, nah. And not on and not not even just music. I mean, yo, you it's it's. Everybody know the obvious, you know, the Will Smiths and all that, but it's a lot of cats that come out of Philly. It's just a, it's a city that niggas, niggas that's born in Philly, they grind and they go, you know, and they go on to do other shit because they want to get out of Philly. So it's, it's a lot of people. I was surprised sometimes when I find out who be from Philly. So, yeah, I, I just I just be like, yo, whatever, y'all, you know, you know y'all got hip-hop. But even with the hip-hop, like, they still try to sun us. Like, Philly had a whole scene, too. We had Steady, steady B. Cool, see, you know that song PSK. We making that green. That's all Philly. Like Philly had our shit too. So it's like, yo, y'all act like y'all like we just down here not doing shit. We started hip hop the same time y'all started hip hop. So even with that, Steady B and all them dudes, the Glamorous Life, Cool C, all that. We even even Will. I mean, niggas called them corny, but hey, that nigga won the first rap Grammy, and that and that album he had, Parents Don't Understand, that's everybody's shit. But he came out, he was hip-hop. Man. Yeah, he was hip-hop. That's what I try to tell people, man. Everybody remembers commercial. Man. I'm like, nah, Brand New Funk, Summertime, Jazzy him Jeff, and, who I think is one of the... Jazzy Jeff, they was hip-hop. Like, cool. they was... Actually, they were the epitome, to me, they were the epitome of Philly hip-hop. They were. Jazz, DJ Jazzy Jeff that's to this day. Yeah, when people ask me to this day, one of the best t- DJs, they never mention Jazzy Jeff, but I always do. Cause I'm like, that nigga will cut you up right now. Like, you know, I ain't taking nothing away from Cool Herc and all of them. I'm not taking nothing away from them, but niggas be sleeping on Jazzy Jeff. So, yeah, so that's my little Philly chest, chest thump. But you just got to let, you know, you got to let these New York niggas know. I mean, a lot of a lot of the younger cats now, they give us our props and they know. But sometimes they get off on that. They be like, hold up, son. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull out these receipts. every every region got you know every region has a moment like right now i truly believe right now what's happening in music is being dictated by atlanta right now and it's not even it hasn't even hit you know the pinnacle that it will i don't know what's happening but it's happening as far as the sound yeah but you know what i you know what i just noticed the other day when i was like you know messing around on title and different stuff it's a lot of hip it's a lot of fresh shit coming out of la too they're not all from la but they go out there, like, all them young, like, um, not Tigger, but, you know, it's a lot, uh, what's the dude, Chance to Rap, it's a lot of, it's a lot of these yeah. young rapper cats coming out of L.A., Kendrick, Chance the Rapper, it's a lot, um, Tyler, the creator, it's like a whole, I was just noticing, I'm like, okay, they're not necessarily, like, they're not, for, like, Kendrick's from Compton, they're not necessarily from Compton, but they out there, and they're working with those producers out there, Mustard and, and all of them out there, and I'm like, yo, this, they got, they got some cats out there, you know, but, yeah, the sound, as far as, like, well, how we gonna sound, yeah, Atlanta's definitely, because that's what people want to hear now, that's what people like. Yeah. That's why I like Fetty. People say Fetty sound like Atlanta. He, I mean, I, he don't sound like Atlanta to me, though. He don't. He don't sound like Atlanta to me. He sound like unique sound that he made. It's, he almost has, like, if I can coin it, something, it's almost like soulful hip-hop. Yeah. Like, that really be putting his soul into the shit. Yeah, and that my way, man, that shit is, that shit goes. I be catching myself singing that random, just walking to the bathroom. Like, right. that shit goes. I mean, Trap Queen, I feel like Trap Queen should be the new black national anthem, that's just my opinion, but my way, man, I was walking from the, this fish spot yesterday, and it was like, three cars parked on 135th, all of them blasting my way. And I was like, shorty, won't you go my way? Like, that's my shit. <laughs> That shit goes. So I I'm, sing all the Fetty songs, Squad or Not. Yeah. Again, my 
my way. Like, I got them all on a playlist. I just be right. Yeah, now he got the Drake cosign, so I, I, I look forward to him taking off. I hope he can get his eye fixed, though. He said he's not, but I'm like, you could go ahead and pop one of the marbles in there or something, or, like, color it in with a Sharpie, something. Yo, Lord forgive me, but, you know, he be, I be following him on Instagram and stuff, and I be watching, and he be driving, and I be watching how he moving through the lanes, and I'm like, how do you You ain't got no peripheries, bro. <laughs> you doing this and you're recording? This is not safe. Your shit is literally tunnel vision because you got one jaw. <laughs> what kind of driving skills he got? I mean, <laughs> you can't see out that side view mirror, son. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he be turning all around. I'm like, like, you must can see out of that eye. He can't see out. That shit ain't even got no fucking pupil or iris or nothing. No, it's just... no, it, it, that shit got superpowers in it because. <laughs> That shit is just a white, milky blob. Like, yo, can you get an iPad or draw some, draw some shit on there or something, man? Like, ugh. And now he got these dreads, which I hate. I thought he, when he had the little fade, I was like, you know what? If he had that dead eye, he'd probably be a handsome dude. Like, he's not ugly. He just got, you know, I mean, I, just, I can't get past that fish eye. Like, it just draws my attention. But now he got these dreads. I'm like, ew, you like one of them dirty Newark niggas that's, put dreads in it, put that dirty yarn hat over it, and Nick Newark is like, 10 years they still in like 1999, bro, like <laughs> come on, man, like, he was just still with the Tims and the bad and the scarves all tied up, like, come on, man, y'all look like Rough Riders like, I don't mind his dreads, but I like them better with um, with the fade yeah, like come on, man! Don't 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 go on that train. Keep your keep your. We got man, phase is an endangered species, man. Everybody is out here following this dread trend. Like, ah, uh, keep it clean. Even even, I'm gonna tell you, even in my former life when I dated the men's, I always I, my I like clean cut dudes. I never like dudes with the big afros with the dread. None of that. Like clean, nice fade. You can have facial hair, but it. You know, none of this shit they all got now with the Taliban hanging. Ugh, that's disgusting. Like, yeah. I always like clean cut. I never liked that shit. Back when the corn rolls was in, you know, Alan Iverson, that's my man. But I'm like, nah, I never, never liked it. So it just, it just disgusting to me. I, I just, it ain't for me. Yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah, so, all right. So what, what's up next? I feel like we had a little, um, so I didn't. It's like it seems like every every week we could talk about police brutality or some police case where they shot and killed somebody because it's like just a daily occurrence now. So we said we was gonna talk about the Waco shootout, but since then they had the shit from yesterday in, in Cleveland, which um I didn't know. I'm actually behind. I don't know what what I didn't know anything about. So apparently, I don't know when it occurred in Cleveland, but the cop was on trial. So I guess. From what I could gather, it was some high-speed chase. Two black people was in the car. High-speed chase. They ended up in a shootout. Police shot them something like 147 times. Boom, 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 boom. Shot them up. But, um, and I'm, long story short, one officer got put on trial. And he was the one that got put on trial because, from what I read, after all the cops had shot the car up, the car came, the car came to a stop, all the cops had stopped shooting, this motherfucker climbs on the hood of the car and aims down into the windshield and shoots 15 more times. Saying that, you know, I don't know what, I guess he was in fear for his life or whatever. Whatever the same bullshit they always say. Um, And he picked a a bench trial, which I think was very smart, because I think that's why he got off. I I mean, I don't know, because we know the juries let them go too. But he got off, basically what he got off on 
was a causation argument. And that, uh, every, yesterday people was tweeting, oh, he said he felt threatened, but if you read it, the decision, basically what he got off on was a causation argument. So in any case, be it civil or criminal, you have to show three things. You have to show um, that, you, I ain't trying to get super technical, it's like all kind of Latin terms, but let's say for a crime. In order to prove a crime, you have to prove that, okay, there was a law, you violated the law, but your action, your 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 intentional action, free of like any kind of mental deficiencies, your you know, you, you your volition was a direct or approximate cause of the crime that occurred. So, in other words, if I'm walking up the street and I have my gun and my intent is to murder you, and I walk all the way up to you and I put the gun to your head and just as I'm about to pull a trigger, a bus coming smacks you and kills you. Uh-huh. They cannot charge me with murder, maybe attempted murder, even that might be a stretch, but they cannot cause me with murder because ultimately your death was not caused by my gun. It was caused by the bus to hit you. Now, if you turn around and you see my gun and that makes you run and then the bus smacks and hits you, now they can charge you with murder because they say, okay, I was the proximate cause of your death because by me putting that gun to your head, I caused the motion that sent you into the bus. So what the judge said was, since there were so many shots, the people were shot 147 times, and even though this guy jumped on the hood of the car and shot these people 15 more times, he cannot say for sure that those 15 shots are what caused people's death. It could have been any one of the other 140 shots prior to that. So that's why he got off. That was the legal reasoning for why he got off. All the other stuff was extra. So that's why I say whoever advised him to go for the judge was smart, because judges very technical and not they're not compassionate and all the shit that you can use to woo a jury you can't really use on judges they just look at it very very surgically so that's why he got off that was a legal argument i'm not i'm not trying to say it was i'm just i saw a lot of people tweeting yesterday you know twitter and twitter lawyers attorneys at law tweeting all you know different stuff and i'm like that nah if you read it basically the judge it's not and that's the thing like the judge didn't say the judge didn't say that he thought it was he didn't think it was outrageous. He was like, yo, I think this is crazy, and I think, you know, under any different circumstances, you would certainly be, be uh, guilty of murder. He was like, but I can't, in a good conscience, when, 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 when so many officers fire so many shots, and these people was basically shot to shit, and in the corner, and nobody can really say what bullet for what gun caused the death, I can't convict you of murder because I can't, I can't show causation. I can't show that those, those they could have been dead already when you fired those 15 shots so that, you know, I can't convict you of murder. That's basically what the judge said, which is correct. Legally, yeah. it's correct. That's a whole hell of a lot of shots, and especially if he came at the end, you know. Yeah. It's a good chance they were fucking dead already. Yeah, but I just thought it was outright. I just thought it was absurd because the key fact for me was, and you know, again, I've been in the military and I've been in the war zone and I've, you know, shot at niggas and, and you know, etc. So I'm not super shocked. People, oh my God, 147 shots. I'm just like, Meh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I need to hear the whole story. Does sound outrageous, but I need to hear the whole story. You know what I mean? So I'm not really sensitive. But the key fact for me was like, okay, whatever occurred, however many officers were there, all of those officers, when they stopped firing at the car, had all determined that there was no need to fire. There was no threat. There was no other need to fire because otherwise... I feel they like I vaguely remember this incident. Yeah, I had never heard of it. It happened in Cleveland. So, other word, at that point, all the other officers there had assessed that the threat was over and there was no need to continue firing. But you, Mr. Super Super Officer, you're going to crawl on the hood of the car and fire 15 more shots, which is absurd. To crawl on the hood of a car and fire, that's absurd. That's some movie shit. This is absurd. So, 
you know, I don't know. Like, I'm tired of talking about these cases because, you know, I just don't know what to say. Like, it's like it doesn't matter what happens. They're not going to get convicted because you know, the, the courts just don't give a fuck. Like, they don't care. Like, you know, all lives matter, and it don't matter. Whatever you show them, it's not going to be race. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be that. The police are always going to be justified. So I just don't know. Like, I don't have no, I'm like, yo. I went to a, um, my sister-in-law to be eventually uh, graduated yesterday. And the the speaker was the um, president of the Georgia Bar Association, and she she called that shit out. And I was sitting in the audience like, all these white people. <laughs> I love it like, though. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Was it was great? That's the great. That's the problem. We got too many coons. And I mean, again, I, even all the way up to the top, we got too many of these these people. I'm calling them coons. No, sorry. But that's what you are. They, their main concern is upholding the status quo and keeping the white people calm. And let's have a It's always a cry for peace. They out here killing us. No, fuck peace. Burn that shit up. Listen, if, if I ever get caught and killed in a police shootout or any bullshit, burn the whole shit down. Burn it down. Kill the dogs. Kill the pets. Throw the, I don't get All she would want us to be in the hell now. Burn the shit up. And, and I, mean, I don't want y'all to cry. I want y'all yeah. to Yeah, and, and, and the mom was like, oh, well, you know, and that other shit, God, I'm going to leave a judgment for God. Y'all should cut that shit out, too. Listen, God forgives. I don't. Whatever justice God and, and whoever you, whatever your image of God is, I don't personally believe in no white Jesus or no white man sitting up on a throne or none of that. I don't believe in none of that shit, but I do believe there's probably maybe some super omnipotent, all-knowing power out there. What that is, I don't know. But whatever they, they got in the plans, that's their plans. let that shit is not going to be effed with. Damn, that ain't got nothing to do with me. God, when you get to heaven or whatever the fuck it is, I'll let God worry about you. We talking about right here, right now. Fuck all that shit. No, I'm not forgiving shit. I don't give a fuck what God, what God, excuse me for cussing. Whatever God's going to do is what God's going to do. I'm not God. I don't have, I'm not Jesus. I'm not none of those people. I'm sick of that shit, man. The churchy bullshit, y'all black people always be on is why we, where we are now, fucking meek and mild and, and just fucking, sedated and just fucking oh well this is just how fuck that man fuck that stop being like that man get mad and like demand these motherfuckers do some shit and if they don't fuck they shit up allegedly yeah, I feel like like people get so lost in like religion and it's bullshit man it's That's, beyond spirituality but they get so lost in religion like they forget it doesn't leave an element for like humanism you know it's like yo at the end like, we are fucking human None of these people were perfect. If you really fucking read the Bible, you realize that through half of the shit, Jesus was pissed off. And he was spazzing on these niggas all the time because they couldn't get the shit right. I don't even want, I don't, that's, that's correct. You want to correct. But I don't even want to read the Bible because the whole Christianity is religion made up by white people to subjugate right. the poor. That's the entire thing. Christianity is a white man. It's a white Western European religion. Prior to Niggas coming and fucking everybody up. You had Islam, which is older than Christianity. I know blows your mind because a lot of people don't know that. Islam is older than Christianity. All the Asian religions was thousands of years older than that. The Egyptians and the Romans, who we call savages, but hey, they had civilizations for a long time, worshiping the sun and whatever else they worship. Like, that shit is fucking, that shit was created by the Roman Catholic Church so the priests could keep all the money and keep all the gold and keep the population settled and not worried about, well, why are we out here starving and dying and dying of disease and these motherfuckers sitting up in the, in the monastery cool and, and sheltered and got all this gold and got all this money and sending judgments on us and telling us what we going to hell for and requiring us to bring our cattle and that's all that shit was, to subjugate the subjects to the king. And I'm sounding like 
Johnny Africa nigga right now, but whatever. So I just I don't. No, it's the truth. I don't believe in none of that shit. So I get extra mad. And no disrespect, you know, and I understand there's different regions for religion. Some people just need to, they can't just be out here. Just, they got to believe in something or fellowship or or family tradition, whatever it is. No disrespect. You live your life. I live mine. But I just get super mad with that. We, and, and, and beyond what I'm saying, if for nothing else, that's the religion that was used to make you a fucking slave, man. That shit was used to fucking get you from Africa and bring you over here and subjugate you. And it's written into the scripture that you're, that the people of Ham, the color people, are, are you know, the, the pestilence and the white man is superior. That's why Jesus is white with blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's written into it. And that's how you was enslaved and it was justified. So fuck all of that shit. As far as I'm concerned. And oh, when y'all getting up here, they done fucking slaughtered your kids in the street like they ain't shit. And like they just fucking animals and they could just say, oh, well, the nigger scared me and, and, and get let go. And y'all out here talking about what he got to deal with God. And I know he going to see that face. No, no, he not. Let me tell you something. Psychopaths don't have no empathy. They don't have no guilt. He don't give a fuck. He not going to wake up and see that nigger face. Not ever. They not. Because they in their, in their mind, they didn't do anything wrong. So right. all this y'all try to satiate yourselves with, well, I know he going to, no, no, he don't. Trust me, he don't. And I know that for a fact. When you kill somebody and you feel goddamn well that you were supposed to kill that person and you was right to kill that person, you don't have no problems with it. You like, hey, man, I'll tell it to God. Fuck all y'all. None of y'all can judge me. So, no. That's exactly. I just want people to understand, like, Christians and and I grew up Christian and then I guess by whatever I still I still kind of not I don't want to say I submit but like I'm I'm I believe in God yeah but at the same time I'm also very very gay (laughs) and like I'm just I'm just a sinner I'm always gonna be a sinner that's you ain't no sinner man that's the thing it's not a sin to be who you are that's that's church that's bullshit you're not a sinner not sinner. That's 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 dogma, man. That's in the like oh you every do that to my mama for her to leave me alone. You're not a sinner. It's not a God. Listen, the good Lord, the Creator, whoever He is, He put you here exactly how you wanted to be. Somebody else decided they had a right. problem. Somebody who was in power and who was literate decided they had a problem with that, so they wrote a book that said it's a sin. Ain't no fucking sin. If God things that are not to be abominations, they don't occur. Uh, miscarriages and all kind of like things in nature that you know die out or we never see because they never come to be they're not supposed to be here right. he, he puts you here exactly how you are and it ain't no that what kind of that's such a human that's such a petty small-minded ignorant concept of a human being to think that this omnipotent being who is in charge of all the worlds and all the galaxies that we know are out there we don't know about would be so fucking petty that he would put us all here with this notion that, okay, I'm going to put y'all here, y'all are falling, and, and the whole point of life is to for me to throw these temptations at you, and you just supposed to avoid them and stay pious, and if you don't, you're a bad person, you're going to hell. What kind of petty, petty fucking God is that? Who worships a God like that? What kind of petty nigga would that be? Like, nigga, you omnipotent over all these things, things that are beyond our comprehension, worlds that probably exist that we don't know shit about, and you so concerned with us little, who we probably, if we keep it real, human beings are probably the vermin of whatever it is that's out yeah. there. We're probably the lowest of the low. You yeah. so concerned the with... dumbest, slowest. The dumbest, the slowest, and you so concerned with us on this little globe, three three, three planets from the sun, that all your world... Come on, man, that's, that's human 
man-made bullshit. And uh, sin and all that shit is bullshit. That's just a way to keep people in control and keep people control and keep people fucking sleep. And I don't believe in none of that shit. So that's why when y'all come to me with all that shit, nobody had to tell me that killing was bad. Nobody had to tell me that raping was bad. Nobody had to tell me, you're born with that shit on your heart. You, you come out and something happens to you or doesn't happen to you to spin you right or spin you left. You were abused or you weren't raised right or whatever, and you get caught. But nobody nobody had to sit you down and say, hey, Chelsea, now you can't kill people. If you kill, nobody had to tell you that. That's instinctual. So everything else is you just fucking program, and it's all bullshit. And I just, and, and black people is, is, is wrapped up in it like the worst. And it's like, yeah. oh, I get so, like, if y'all could just let that shit go. We could do something, man. We could get these fuck niggas out of here. We could get these fake preachers out of here. We can get all these motherfuckers who ain't part of the solution, they part of the fucking problem, the fuck out of here, and we could do something if y'all would let this churchy church shit go. But whatever. I'll be dead and born again and dead and born again and dead and born again before that shit happens. Yeah, it's, I mean, because that's, that's deeply rooted. Like you said, it, that's what got us over here. So, like, it's been years of us learning that since... It's ingrained. So it's ingrained. Try to man. Try to tell a black person. And I've been ran, but you know, I like I, I read a lot, and I like to watch like History Channel and like Discovery and all these different things. And you know, every now and then, usually around Easter, or around Christmas, they'll have like something that has to do with like um, religion or, or the Bible or something. And I was watching this show one time, and it was so fascinating because it was about Jesus, and like it was trying to find like. It, it it was it was a lot about a lot of things, but this particular segment was trying to find if could we find any traces of Jesus. What was fake? Then you know the Shroud of Turin turned out to be fake. So they were like, let's look at the artifacts and let's see if we can find some. Is there any evidence of like where Jesus may have been and where he was born? And it was fascinating because the guy who was doing it, his hypothesis was that no guy named Jesus ever existed and that the whole thing was made up and that maybe there were a lot of guys running around during that time who were trying to overthrow Rome and trying to, which makes sense. And, you know, a lot of different guys. And and then when they finally sat down and wrote the story, they just made up, okay, let's make this one guy. And first I was looking at it like, "Mm." but then when he started explaining, I was like, yo, cause his thing was, he was like, think about it. He was like, go back through even, he was like, even prior to recorded history, the reason we know about the Greeks and the reason we know about the Egyptians is because we find their remnants, we find their pyramids, we find their writings. Not all we know, we don't know what we lost, but we find what we what we have, we know. He was like, but if you look at the historic, we know we we know about Julius Caesar because we see the writings that refer to him in in the historical record that refer right. to him. We found remnants and Charlemagne and all these like important people in history that have existed. There is some record of them. We find something. Yeah, he was like. The only record that we have of this man named Jesus of Nazareth existing starts with 1000 BC when the Bible was written. He was like, what are the chances that if somebody was that much of a pain to the Romans, and like as the story is told, and with Moses and just killing all, you know, was that much of a pain to these people that he wouldn't be down in the book somewhere. Like right now, in the, if, records, in the yeah. record, like if you, if America dropped tomorrow and somebody went and went through our court records and went, they would find, if it, assuming it wasn't destroyed, but it would have been in so many places that you would still, somebody would find a record of a Charlie Manson. Somebody would find a record yeah. of, a, of a Barack Obama. Somebody would find a record of a, of a Jim Jones because it, it just, 
the chances that it would all be destroyed are just, it would, you would find something. A great people, the George Washingtons, they were like, how is it that this man lived in these times and, and, and had this much effect on the world and you don't find anything in the historical record of him? No, no Roman records. Hey, that motherfucker Jesus, we finally caught him and fucking, ex, you know, killed his at nothing. Like, you don't hear any mention of this guy till 1000 BC when, when Christianity really gets got rid of And the only answer that the Christians have in, is, oh, we, you know, we, we told the stories to the, to the orators and then they wrote it, or to the scribes. The orators told it to the scribes and they wrote it down. But the scribes wrote everything down, but they ain't got yes. nothing about that. And nothing appears until, and then again, like, if I told you right now, I'm going to sit down a thousand years later and I'm going to tell a story about something that happened a thousand years ago. You would look at me like I was crazy. Like, what now? How long was a thousand years ago? You talking about, you going to tell me something happened in 10,015 or 1,015 right now? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, the, the thing, the shit has never made sense to me. Like, from, since I was a kid and like, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist, so children oh. are seen and not heard. Ooh. So I could never, you as a kid, it. I could you never question. It. You survived. Southern Baptist, you, oof. Yeah, I could never question it, but I used to be sitting in church like, this shit don't make sense. I always question it from day one. From three years old, I remember. Because, you know, I had it from my other grandma was Catholic. My first grandma, AME. My dad was a Muslim. So I had it coming from all sides. And I just remember thinking, look, all y'all can't be right. So all y'all right. can't be right. Y'all probably all wrong. Because if you can't be right, if you right, then he wrong. And if you right, then he wrong. And I know math. And y'all just cancel each other out. So all this shit is probably bullshit. And I remember that from being young. I mean, I don't know how old you are when you first can have memories. I say three, four, definitely by five. I agree. I think three or four. Yeah, and I just to be sitting in church with my little fucking grandma, with my blue magic, all got my shit all fucking greased <laughs> up, with my little white ribbons and them little white heart right. shoes they put on you, them little white right. crotch stump and them really little socks. and the little it's white christening jacket, yeah, with the little socks and sliding all on the benches and just thinking, this is some bullshit. How long do we have to be here? I'm ready to go. I was up in there like Riley Curry, like. I, Exactly. I am ready to go. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but this is bullshit. And how you cannot live in a whale. I'm three, but I go to preschool and I know God there well. You cannot live in a whale's belly for no time, let alone what was it, thirty days, three months? How long he was supposed to be in there? I was like, nah. Mm-mm. Jonah, um, Jonah, and the, mm, can't do it. Can't do it. No. And I was like, and how are these people begetting all these people? They fucking each other. You fucking your daughter. You fucking your sister, brother. Ain't nobody saying that though. They just acting like they're more like beget it from who? It's only two of y'all. So two of y'all, you had a kid. Now that's your daughter, and then you begetting again from who? You fucking your daughter. No bullshit. 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 I'll just be in church, ready to go. Little four year old Kel was ready to go. It's crazy. Like, it will really make you crazy. Like, I went through a period where I was, like, I felt like I was torn between myself. Like, I was I was transitioning from becoming my own person versus being who I was always groomed to be as a Christian and, like, all these beliefs. So it was just like, yo, I want to listen to y'all because y'all, I mean, I know y'all mean well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is not, this just shit don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. And when I got to college is when I was really just like, yep. I can't do this shit. Don't don't make no sense, and when we ask perfectly reasonable questions, y'all ain't got no answers, Oh, you gotta have faith, you gotta believe. Fuck out of here. Like, I got into stone, like, arguments with my mother, especially, um, after I had gotten in trouble, we'll we'll still get into that, but, like, she was just like, I don't understand, like, what God do you serve? Who was your Jesus? You did all this other stuff, and I just used to be looking at her, like, 
you got some nerve as a Christian to say that to me. Like, what? It's crazy. Just, just, my, my grandmother. Yes. We gotta, we, as people, we gotta think better. We gotta open our minds. We gotta see all the lines. But we gotta learn to read first before you can read between the lines. Yeah, they don't want to read. read they don't want to read because if you read, it's going to tell you something that goes contrary to what you think you already know. And people can't take that. So they don't want to read. That's the devil word. Oh, that's the devil. The devil is mistake. The devil is mistake. Everything is the devil. Get the fuck. You, your devil, all of y'all. Get the fuck out of here. But, you know, I just be quiet. No, I do believe that everything has balance and everything, you know, light and dark and devil God. But definitely. I do believe, you know, that there's negative forces out oh, there. Oh, there is. But the devil ain't made you be a dumbass. That's just you being a dumbass. Right. Devil ain't the devil don't need to. Like, Go ahead. Christians love to pass off accountability. It's yes. Just like you. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the devil. No, nigga, that was you. It wasn't no devil in here. It was you. Right. You was you the one called the black people. All the black people was leaving. You the one molested those kids. You the one sold those drugs. You made decisions, and it ain't got shit to do with the devil. And get you ain't fooling me with that bullshit. You might be fooling the congregation. You ain't fooling me. I just stay giving y'all. Listen, man. I have such a and it's not, I just, all the fuck, when I think back through my life, all the fucked up shady people I know, people that I just was like, that nigga ain't shit, they always church people. And I'm and I'm not, I know it's good, and I'm, I'm not, it's not, I know it's not all of y'all, but it's like, yo, the man, and I know so many people who, y'all, oh, she's a hoe, or she's a this, or that guy, and they, and, you know, y'all judge them, and they be some of the best people, they be good people, and it's like, man. Jesus wouldn't fuck with it. If it wasn't Jesus, he wouldn't fuck with none of y'all. Because he didn't come here for right. y'all. He came here for them. Jesus, in the stories, he was among the thieves and the murderers and the whores. Those were right. his crew. That's who he and Mary Magdalene, who got totally written out the Bible. Jesus was the goonies. Yeah, and Mary Magdalene, who totally got written out the Bible by the time the white people got finished with her, which is nothing but a whore, from what I understand, was his ace boon coon and was the one that rolled for him the most. And that's why that's who saw him, according to the story, because it's, it's another story that comes on History Channel that talks about all the verse, all the chapters of the Bible that didn't get included, because, you know, they had this, they had this council and decided, okay, these are going to be the books in the Bible, and the guy was like, a lot of the Bible, a lot of the stories that decide, were all stories involving women, Ruth, Sarah, Mary, all the chapters that show how essential women were in, in the story, and how, how Christ cared about them, and looked toward them, and, and all of those were excluded from the Bible, because we know how Western patriarchy feels about women. So, Allegedly, there were there were letters, like, um, there were a series of letters that people wrote to whomever. So, like, John, that, that, those are all letters. Peter. Yeah, um, they say, if you look at the picture of the Last Supper, you notice, um, and this was, this was in, um, what's that movie? It was in a movie, too, but they, uh, the movie with Tom Hanks after the books, um, what's the movie? The movie, the big movie that they had over the book where they were like, was trying to find Jesus. Anyway, I can't think of it now, but they got that storyline from an actual study where they where they think, and it was it was not really related. It was, it was um, Leonardo da Vinci where they were looking at because I guess Leonardo, a lot of his paintings, like the Mona Lisa and all those, he oh, there would um, be paintings underneath where he like, huh? Yeah, the Da Vinci was, Code, Da Vinci Code. So a lot of his paintings, there would be paintings underneath, like he would he would edit by just painting over. And, and um, so the story that got put into that book was actually a true story 
or a true um, study, because when they were studying Da Vinci, trying to find all his paintings and trying to figure out how he did, and they said that they think The Last Supper was also repainted, and somewhere along the way, so if you look at The Last Supper, that big gap that's between Jesus and, like, the dude that's right next to him, there's, like, a big gap where almost another person could be in there. They said there was another person there, was Mary Magdalene, but whoever commissioned the painting or whatever it was going to be, oh, no, we can't have no woman at the table, got to be all men, and so he painted it over and painted her out. And I saw that also on History Channel, but it wasn't like nothing to do with the Bible. It was on Leonardo da Vinci and all his paint, because they say yes. the Mona Lisa. So- yeah, like it's some kind of way you could tell that it was a painting on the leaf, and they said the Mona Lisa looked like by his third attempt at that painting, and it was two more paintings underneath that. So yeah, it's a lot. It's funny because the one thing I do know, I just it's not like I study religion, but again, since. My pa- since I had it coming from so many different ways, I was like doing research. Like, well, let me, you know, let me see what this is. And so I actually know a lot about Christianity as far as its roots in the Bible, and how it was written, and where, like, all it, all how it came together. I know quite a bit. And there's a lot of like scholars of like Jewish scholars and Islamic scholars that know a lot about Christianity too. The funny thing is, the people who seem to know the least about Christianity are Christians, and they'll get up there and they'll argue you down things that are like factual that. You know, like, you try to tell a Christian that Christianity is the newest religion. Like, I remember I was watching this show one time, and it was this preacher on there. He was, like, a young preacher. I forgot what show it was. And so the guy who was, he wasn't, he was just a random guy. And he was trying to tell him, the guy was talking, they were talking about Martin Luther King, and how Martin Luther King took his name from Martin Luther. And the guy was trying to tell this black dude, back this preacher, back dude, up there, like, he knows something with his little bow tie and shit on. And it was a simple thing. Like, dude was like, well, Protestant... The, the actual pronunciation is Protestant, and they started out as pro, protest against the Roman Catholic Church. Because when Christianity first started, it wasn't all this Lutheran, it was the Roman Catholic Church. That was it. It was Catholicism. That was it. That's what the whole crusade was about. And he was saying, so when the Protestants came along, and the dude, the preacher was arguing with him. He was like, no, that Protestants start, and he was like, son, the word Protestant is really it's pronounced protestant. He was protesting against the Roman Catholic. The Roman Catholic Church was the original church because dude was trying to say that the Roman Catholic Church came along later and perverted Christianity. And dude was like, no. Nah, Christianity was It was um, Martin Luther. Yeah. The, the, those, right, they nailed the things on the Catholic That's what he's trying to tell this dude. This dude's supposed to be a preacher. And I'm like, how you don't even know that? And the dude, the dude was a white dude. He was looking at him like you look at somebody that's like slow. And he was like... With Protestant, he was like, it's Protestant. They were pro- Martin Luther was nailing things on the church wall, protest, yo, little shit like that. Like, and you have a church and you have a congregation and you don't know simple shit like that. Like, what are you talking about? Because he was trying to say the Roman Catholic, oh, that's not Christianity. And it was like, what do you mean? That's the base of Christianity. That started it all. Nobody, there wasn't no Lutherans. Martin Luther came from Martin Luther, who was a, like, what are you talking about? The, the Christian church was the Catholic church. Everything else. That's what the whole shit in England was about. With Queen Elizabeth, it was the Protestants and the Catholics. And they was burning the Protestants and the Inquisition. They were burning the Protestants as being heretics. Like, yo, you don't even know basic history. This is shit you can fucking Google. But you up here telling somebody who's right and who's wrong. And what's the sin. And you up in front of a congregation acting like you know something. Like, man, get the fuck out of here, B. I can't stand none of them niggas, man. It's common though, and people people are such sheep. They're not talented. Like people themselves don't read. Like I used to be sitting in church. You know, they would give these weekly readings and stuff, and they would come back and talk about them or Bible study or whatever. I used to be in the church like every day. It's just how I live life, and 
you would just be sitting there and people would be like, oh, you know, what'd you get from, from this passage? And it would just be so far left yes. from what it said. And I'd just be yes. like, how the hell? It would yeah. be like it would be like Adam and Eve, you know, went in the garden, and then they would be like, "Oh, you know, this meant that they were in holy matrimony, and this is this is about love, and everyone should give back, and you are yeah. your father's, um, your your brother's keeper, and just, like all this." And I would just be just like, "No, pulling shit out their ass, just like, like this whole." But Google. a lot of these, a lot of these creatures aren't real. What is it? The, the old First of all, thank you. I'm glad you said that because that's my first issue. Listen, I'm not religious, but um, you listen. You got to go to some kind of theology school. I need to see some kind of certifications. I need some kind of certificates. You need to be what is the proper name of reverend? I don't know, but just random dude that decides to start a church and you you can't tell me shit, bro. I mean, you can't even tell me shit because God don't need a middleman. God can speak. I, I I pray to God every night. I don't need you. I don't need your church. I don't need none of that. But these motherfuckers. That's the other thing. Because you know, I be watching the ID channel. <laughs> and it's always some shit on the ID channel involving some church or some cult where some motherfucker just decide, like David Koresh, just pick up the Bible one day and decide he's going to be a preacher. And people just listen to him. I'm like, does this motherfucker even graduate high school? And half the time, I don't even pronounce the words right. Like, I just, I don't understand. Yo, it's like you said, people are sheep. Like, bruh, God gave you a brain to use, to think. Like, he don't. I don't look, man. I, but like, I, I really said that the great, like, a couple years ago when I went through this whole metamorphosis, I was just really like, yo, the greatest superpower that exists is thinking for yourself. And because people cannot do it. They just can't. People can't think, period, let alone think for themselves. They can't think for you or nobody else either. They can't think for the dog. They can't think. Just don't right. think. Just they tell just them can't. something and they just believe and they don't even check. Like me... Like, you, if you tell me something, and, I, you know, and I'm, or just not even if I'm suspect, like, I'm going to Google, or if I don't understand, or I'm like, I didn't get that, or whatever, and listen, I'm not one of you, don't, I'm not, listen, I'm not one of these smarty arty people, like, some of y'all on Twitter, y'all tweets be making me feel dumb as shit, because y'all be tweeting about books and concepts that I, I know of, because, you know, I'm generally an educated person, but I don't be deep into, like, I'd be like, eh, oh, yeah, 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 I know about that, but, eh, but, you know, I'll Google it. Like, if you tell me some shit, and, and, I, and don't get me wrong, not if you're some dumbass and I just know you're wrong, but if you, you know, some kind of person authority, you tell me some shit that I'm like, hmm, I'll go Google it or read up on it or figure it out. People, and, and the people that don't yeah. do that, to just accept, oh, because this guy calls himself a preacher and he tells you something, you just accept it? Where did you do that at? Who raised you? Like, what? I, I found myself slipping lately like lately a couple people have told me some different things and like just because of who they were to me i just been like okay mm-hmm. cool and, like i didn't think nothing of it then found myself looking stupid in the light later because i didn't look it up and mm-hmm. i'm like hold on yeah i gotta go back to my roots like yeah. i can't believe none of y'all i mean i love my- don't even be on purpose but it's yeah. like little shit like that you yeah know? you it's gotta like, you gotta stay woke i love my father to death i loved him more than any body in the world and he was into he started out as a black muslim and then he went over to islam and he believed that shit 100 percent. and i used to stay with the fuck out of here on him <laughs> and i loved him to death you know what i mean when he coming at me with the gay shit beating on his quran i'll be like beat it bro <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't believe that shit you talking about angels and all this bullshit like do you hear yourself like you sound ridiculous you know and hopefully he on the other side now so i'm, I'm sure he figured it out but like yeah you know 
Like, yo, I don't yeah. believe this shit you're telling me right now. I, uh, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, so, we ain't, we ain't mean to get deep like that. But, oh, one more thing. The Duggars. You read about this? The Duggars? This child this child molestation? Here and there. I'm just... Bruh. Yeah, I haven't read it to it intently, but I'm just... That, that shit to me is so dis... Like, it's just so... Oh. It's reprehensible. I have minimal words... Yeah, but, some shit you just. But from from my understanding, the the mother and the father are trying to protect the the, the guy. You know, is that what it is? I don't know. Some shit. I just like you said. It's just so. You just sit off in the back and you just glare at a nigga and you just don't have nothing to say. And this is how I feel right. about that because, like I mentioned before, yeah, basically what it was. I don't watch the show. Anything called 19 Kids and Counting, I'm good on. I already told you my feeling about Mormons and all them people. I think they all nuts and crazy, and that shit is all incestuous and child molesting anyway, and you can't tell me any different. But, um, you know, and I, and I came by that opinion honestly because there's a whole lot of Mormons in the, in, the, in the military. Like, I didn't even know that was a real thing. I used to see them commercials for Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. I thought that was, like, a joke. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know those people actually existed until I joined the military and, and kept bumping into, like, oh, okay. So, I have a low opinion of them anyway. But, um, and if you ever, like, really hear their beliefs, you, you would also. The shit is nuts. But, um, and I don't care. I know people say you gotta respect people's beliefs. No, I don't. If your shit sound like some bullshit that was made up 50 years ago in upstate New York, I ain't got to believe shit. And I ain't got to respect shit. Anyway, um, so yeah, so basically, turns out that this guy, and I guess, again, I don't watch the show, I'm not about the people, but I guess one of the sons, who's like one of the main characters, and I guess they belong to that church that's like always condemning homosexuals, and saying that, you know, we are just the fall of civilization. Or No, um, it's a big organization, one of them right-wing organizations that's always, you know, you always hear about donating to Republicans, I don't know, it's so many of them, they in Arkansas, whatever, I think the Walton family belongs to them too, it's like the super right-wing one of them groups. Um, okay. It turns out he molested girls when he was a teenager. And supposedly the parents found out about it and they didn't do nothing about it until a year. And then when they went to the police, you know, nothing else was done about it. And now it's being presented as, oh, just some youthful indiscretion and everybody makes mistakes. And nigga, you molested kids. What are you talking about? You was a teenager. So that's the big thing. Because TLC snatched the... Um, snatch a show off the air, and it's all these, like, Mike Huckabee and all these fucking right-wing nutbags coming out, you know, talking about, oh, well, you know, he was forgiven, and all we could do is forgive, nah, motherfucker, child molesters get locked up, that's what happens to child molesters, and that shit ain't no mistake, you don't mistake and molest five girls, you're, you're a fucking pedophile, that's what you do, and you probably, if you molested them, you probably molesting your kids also, because we all know how that works, so, and then, you know, so, and then people was like, yeah, like, when people, like, um, Mike Brown and, and Trayvon get shot down and killed, you know, they all kinds of thugs and, and all this shit, and this motherfucker's molested kids, and all of a sudden, we gotta forgive him, and, and, and he's still a good Christian, but, you know, we just went through the whole spiel on that. Fuck all of y'all on that shit. Fuck all y'all, and if it is a hell, all y'all going to the deepest, darkest, roach-infested part of it, and good for y'all. Yeah, I don't know where they- Y'all go. I don't know where I'm going, but I don't want to go where y'all going. Yeah. I take a different road. I like this one. Yeah, I'm 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 good. Like I you know, I feel like I hate to say it, but God knows my heart. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I just feel like, you know, 
I do the best. All we doing is the best we can. So I don't need no. I don't need a crutch. I feel like church and the religion and all that is a crutch. Like, and if you look, and again, I've said this before. If you're the kind of person where you need the threat of some eternal damnation or some vengeful God to act right, then you ain't you ain't shit person anyway. You know, like it's a, it's a, it's means of us walking this earth who don't believe in that shit, and we don't. And we're good human beings because we're good human beings. And my grandmother, and she's very religious. But she told me a long time ago, she was like, all the devils hide in church. And I never forgot that. And I still believe that. I'm like, yeah, the devil builds the sanctuary so that he can go in there and disguise himself and look like he's, you know, doing God's work. But he's not. And you find a lot of devils in the church. And she told exactly. me that. And my grandmother is AME, African-American, Episcopal. She don't miss Sunday. And if she do miss Sunday, she watching that shit on TV. She is right. an old-time religion And she told me that shit. And I have never forgotten it. She was right. Yep. All right. I gotta, we, we gotta cut this one short. We got anything else to talk about? Uh, love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Yeah, I, I, I forgot there was a new episode, but it was. It was the one where Mimi got caught lying. You saw it? I didn't see the whole thing. Because, you know. She was lying about the tape. Yeah. I yeah, well, I mean, we all knew she was, but the chick Margot, who looks like a transsexual to me or a post op transsexual. I mean, she's just very tall and very severe in the face, and I just have questions. Um, but, yeah, she just basically, Nico told her that Mimi, I mean, but we knew that. Like, come on, nobody was believing the story, but Jocelyn got a hold of it, and Jocelyn's reaction, like, everything was gold. Jocelyn was so messy for that. <laughs> so messy. I understood. I was so She was like, God damn, I knew, I knew that bitch. I knew that bitch wasn't, your mother, you gonna tell me you were in the airport, and then the only with the number one points I find a bad, and that bitch, you lying, bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, her reaction was gold. I can't wait till she tells Stevie. You know she gonna tell Stevie. Oh yeah. my god, it, it was like, yeah, so I forgot all about that episode. And then what else happened in that episode? Uh, um, that was Kirk amazing. And Rashida. Oh yeah, Rashida told him she cutting off the money. Which, I, that's your girl. I, I feel like Rashida's, I don't know, she a bird to me, too. She just she, married. She just fine. That's that's my thing. She just fine. She just, she really in love with that guy. That's the thing. She's not, she's not a bird. I don't think she's a bird. She's not stupid. She just really in love with a stupid nigga. That's the thing. Uh, okay. I, I think she's, I she, think she, she just. She married and had kids with a stupid nigga. That's all I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she's stuck. I think she got all these kids and she got all this house and he done spent up all their money with all this shit and what's she gonna do? Divorce him and then try to get child support out of his broke ass? Might as well just ride it out. That's that's how I see it. But I just feel like I, I mean, he just keep doing this shit like, cause he knows you're not gonna do shit. So, you know, like I don't know. I don't know. Kurt's too old for that shit. And from what I hear, that's just his first family. He got three or four other families. So he's he's too old for that. Like you too old to be doing that type of shit. Come on, Kurt. Yeah, so yeah. that was it. That was the Margo. Um nothing happened with Mimi. Nothing happened with I think that was it. I, I don't know why. I remember I watched that show on demand and then I forgot I watched it. And then when you kept mentioning, I was like, Oh wait, yeah, that's right. Because you know why I remembered it? Because Jocelyn got back to wearing her regular makeup, not that fucking corpse funeral home shit she yeah. was wearing the first two episodes. She got back to Having the eyeshadow because I don't that fucking pale face. I was like, oh, you got the corpse. I hate that wig she had on, though, talking to Margot. I was like, that <laughs> is ugly. I do not like that. 
Yeah, and then, oh, and when she was, oh, when she read the stripper, she was like, see, a lot of bitches, when you get up, they try to act like, she was like, she's not my friend. Like, and then she called, and we talked, and she'd be like, hey, bitch, what you doing? I ain't doing that, bitch, what you doing? She was like, she's not my friend like that. So, I don't know, you know. Host be jealous. Host be jealous. <laughs> I love your impersonation. <laughs> it took me forever. I was like, God damn it, I'm going to get that accent. Like, it took me forever to get it. But, uh. Yeah, so she was a so That's going to be fun. And I, I don't know. I tend to believe Jocelyn. Because I feel like, you know, we know Jocelyn be going left. But she don't really be delusional like Mimi do. Like, when she say shit, it, it don't be, you know, it usually be true. So I, I kind of think maybe, you know, they wasn't cool like that. Because she was like, yeah, she was really hurt by you. Why you went and call? And Jocelyn's face looked like, why would call? I don't, why would call that bitch? I don't know that bitch. We not friends. I don't know call that bitch. Like, she, her face just was like, I, what's she wondering about, right? So, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I tend to believe her that she really don't know that girl like that, you know. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I think that's what I'm trying to get. We got this party in 45 minutes. All right. So, yeah. We we got we got a good hour out of it. And, this, and we're going to hit them with back-to-back because we just hit the other one. So, this would be good. So yeah. yeah. And I have off tomorrow. So, I'm going to try to get this one up. And um, what are we going to name this? We got to think of a name. I don't know. No Church in the Wild. Yeah. All right. I got it. <laughs> 